Welcome to Pillar and Ground Podcast. I'm Brian Salter, lead pastor at LMPC, and this episode is a Pillar and Ground questions episode where we seek to provide biblical perspective for today's pressing questions. And we are continuing in part three to ask questions about what the Bible has to say when it comes to our wealth, our resources, this series of wisdom and wealth. Today we're looking at what God's wisdom makes us. Having seen Folly's false promises that lure us away into loss and load, and having seen how wisdom liberates us, the question now turns to what God's wisdom makes us concerning our wealth. After all, as my professor Dr. Bruce Walkie says, Proverbs is not a how-to book, but a how-to-become book. It deals with your character. So first, biblical wisdom leads us to become those who give generously, refusing to accept a scarcity mentality. Consider Proverbs 11.24, where it says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more. Giving freely is actually the agricultural word for scattering. In that world, seed was scattered broadly and generously, rather than our present-day gardening customs where we carefully and prudently plant individual seeds. The agricultural image of widespread scattering reveals what God's wisdom leads us to become. Generous givers and free sowers. Indeed, we hope that something will happen when it hits the ground, but that's really not our responsibility. I love what C.S. Lewis wrote in a letter to an American lady regarding a way of scattering. He said this, One thing that annoys me is when people say, Why did you give that man money? He'll probably go and drink it. My reply is, If I had kept it, I would have drunk it. You see, C.S. Lewis reveals a heart that's liberated to scatter freely. A number of years ago, I went to the Braves game with four kids and another dad. Walking into the stadium, not the new stadium, the old stadium, we passed homeless person after homeless person, people without legs, begging for money. I noticed as we walked in that the other dad I was with was giving money to every single person he passed. Once we were there at the game, we played a game called Mound Ball, which is really a fun way for people to earn quarters. One particular boy that night that was with us earned lots of quarters. And as we were exiting the stadium, that same dad I'm with once again starts giving each of the beggars money. And that little boy who was with us watched that dad and started giving away all his quarters. You see, freedom of generosity is contagious. Scattering freely and generously is a matter of wisdom working in your heart. So often, though, we we hide behind cautiousness and prudence. What is the ROI? What is the return on my investment? And further in the proverb, in chapter 11, it says, One man gives freely, yet gains even more, and another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. Go ahead and hold on tight, and scatter carefully and cautiously with a scarcity mentality. And Proverbs says, you'll end up lacking. You'll end up impoverished. Give, and you'll gain. Why is this the way of wisdom? It's because God delights when his image, humans, show people who he is. And our God is a giver. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave. When we give freely, God delights in giving more. 
so that we can embody and image him all the more as free givers. Wisdom fixed on the truth about God refuses to buy into a scarcity mentality that there will not be enough to give. God delights in giving and his image being put on display. So the more we give, the more he'll give us to give. A picture of generosity is found in Stephen Mansfield's book, The Search for God in Guinness. Speaking of the Guinness family of Dublin, Ireland, Arthur Guinness was an incredibly credible believer in Jesus Christ. He founded the first Sunday school in Ireland. He fought against dueling. He was the chairman of the board of a hospital, and he created a beer that was cleaner than water in that day. It actually was good for you. Many people enjoy benefit from it in a day when they couldn't have water. One of his workers said that the generosity of the Guinness family seemed unlimited. Here are just a few descriptions. Guinness routinely paid wages 10 to 20% higher than the average wages. His company had the reputation of being the best place to work in all of Ireland. Each worker was allowed two pints a day of their famous stout. A company report in 1928 reveals that Guinness workers at the brewery enjoy benefits that no one had at that point. Two fully qualified doctors on site, two dentists, two pharmacists, two nurses. Retirees receive pensions at the pleasure of the board. And if an employee or an employee's family member died, the company paid the majority of the funeral expenses. Guinness paid for all of its employees between 14 and 30 to attend school. And every year, every employee was paid to take his family into the country for an excursion day with the train fare paid and money for food and entertainment provided. During World War I, Guinness guaranteed all its employees who served in uniform that their jobs would be waiting for them when they came home, and while they were gone, they paid those families half the salary. Now that's giving freely. That's liberation. And for the people who worked there, it was life-giving. That's the kind of people biblical wisdom leads us to become. And so the next time, if you're one by chance to enjoy a Guinness here and there, the next time you have one, think of generosity and wisdom. The more you give, the more God gives, because he likes to show himself off as a giver. Second, biblical wisdom enables us to attract others to God rather than to distract or detract others from God. It is written in Proverbs 11:26. People curse the man who hoards grain, but blessing crowns him who is willing to sell. He who seeks good finds goodwill, but evil comes to him who searches for it. You see, there's an attraction and a reception of a generous person. Again, as those made in the image of God, we are to show off what is true of God. Thus, when we are hoarding, we're not merely being selfish. We're actually lying. We're lying about who our God is. And that's why blessing crowns the generous man and not curse. Because people are attracted to our God and not distracted about who God is with our hoarding. Finally, biblical wisdom leads us to become people of vitality and refreshment in the midst of a desert world. Proverbs eleven twenty eight continues with the vision of how God's wisdom fashions people when it says, Whoever trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous will thrive like a green leaf. 
Also, Proverbs eleven twenty five: He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. Consider that these Proverbs were written in a desert culture. Suddenly, in the proverb, you read of the righteous being like a green leaf. I've been to the Dead Sea area. I've been in the Judean wilderness. When you find something green there, it catches your attention. Because it means there's life. There's refreshment there. Biblical wisdom leads us to become those who offer surprising vitality in the midst of a desert world that's thirsty for life. As we are those who've been made generous by grace, we offer life in a desert world. We offer refreshment. We become, as Christians, that green life in a desert patch. And people begin to ask, where's your refreshment coming from? How are you showing off life? Ask those around you that know you best. Am I a place of life or a place of loss? That's how you'll begin to discover if indeed wisdom is transforming you. Ultimately, wisdom leads us to become more and more like the one who is the wisdom of God and flesh, Jesus. Wisdom is more than propositions and platitudes. Wisdom is a person, Jesus Christ. Described in 2 Corinthians 8-9 in this way, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Jesus is the utter epitome of righteousness as he disadvantaged himself to the advantage of undeserving others like us. The rich one became poor so that others become rich. Christ's sacrificial, self-giving, extravagant love is glorious wisdom. The wisdom of God, Christ in us, will liberate the most hoarding, careful, self-consumed heart. Thus, if we're not growing in glad, generous, and sacrificial giving, we don't understand wisdom of God. We may not be growing in embracing the gospel. Even more, may not be embracing the very person of wisdom, Jesus Christ, deeply and wholeheartedly. Our prayer is that wisdom would shape us to be those who scatter freely, to be those who show off who our God is in his generosity, and to be those who are like a green leaf in the desert, providing vitality and refreshment to a world that's thirsty and starving. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Pillar and Ground. We look forward to future episodes together with you.